Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this episode, it is the week of Christmas, and I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are sitting down as we wrap up this uh, season of Advent and uh, talk about this thing called love. You know, it's something we talk about a lot, and uh, we're going to keep talking about it now. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, buddy. Hey there, Kevin. Merry Christmas. Merry Advent. Ooh, that's right. Still week four. That's true. We're not at Christmas yet. We're still waiting. No, that's true. I get, sometimes I get asked by people at church, like, when are we going to start singing Christmas music? And I say, when it's Christmas. <laughs> so, sorry if that's, sorry if that's you, I'm, but I'm a little bit of a stickler on that because Advent needs its space. Oh, totally. And if we, um, no, I mean this on the nicest. Like I love Christmas music, but I am also a stickler at my house. Like you got to wait till at least you got to wait till after Thanksgiving to start listening to oh, Christmas music. Stickler. That's that's you're pretty flexible. That's a well-known rule. All right, good. So you can't drink eggnog till after Thanksgiving. I mean, oh, there's lots of things that don't happen till after Thanksgiving, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think in the church, like we, we intentionally emphasize Advent, um, you know, especially this, this year we've been doing this sermon series called, I can't wait, Mm. which is all about this kind of this urge of ours as people to fight against (laughs) waiting. (laughs) So even more so this year, well, we're just going to wait it out. That's right. And as soon see after Christmas, normally the world is tired of Christmas Ooh. and they move on to the next thing. And then as the church, we go, hold on, there's still 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. You know? And so, so we start playing Christmas music as soon as everybody's tired of it. <laughs> Flaring. Uh, driving through the city. Yeah. I don't know. Mary, did you know on repeat? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you like Mary, Shh. did you know? No, I don't either, man. I'm, I, I'm sorry if you like it at home. Like you're listening to this, and you're like, "Dude, that's my favorite Christmas song." How dare you? That's why in my sermon, I made an intentional point to undo that song, so that mm. next time people listen to it, they're like, "Yeah, this they were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> these people didn't read the Bible." Ah, uh, again, sorry, we're being a little too real. It's here. a nice song. Jeff Unzer, friend from Quincy, Illinois, old guy. You like that song? You played it for a church. It always sounded nice. Always sounded very nice. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. But speaking of wondering, yep. Mary wondered yep. about some stuff. I'm wondering about some stuff. Okay. Our listeners are probably wondering what the heck I'm even talking about right now. Like, where are you going with this? I'm wondering that myself. Yeah. What What are you doing, Kevin? Well, I guess what I'm wondering, Aaron, is I want to I unpack what we talked about this last weekend a little bit. Okay. Just some refreshers. Yeah. Week four Advent. Yeah. Love. Right. Love's the theme. Well, that was, and that was a big part of your, uh, your message. Yeah. Waiting with love. Right. Waiting with love. I want to get to the mind of Pastor Aaron Gerke. Sounds good. So when I was reading this account from Luke chapter one, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be mom uh, of this, of this child. Um, and when, 
thinking about love as the fourth week of Advent, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, all the, all these images and, you know, you've been preaching now too, Mm -hmm. for, for those of you who aren't preachers that are listening to this, uh, we don't really know how, how all this stuff comes to our minds, like the images Mm -hmm. and things that you use other than the Holy spirit. Like I chalk up any creativity to, to the work of the Holy spirit. So, Mm Mm-hmm. As I was just reflecting and meditating on on the scripture and God being love, I was thinking, holy smokes, you know, we say Mary was with child, but Mary, that meant she was with love. Like the, the God who is love mm-hmm. took on flesh, embodied love, was 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 in the womb of Mary. Love itself mm. came and, and was with Mary, you know. Uh, Jesus, Jesus is love. Jesus demonstrated love. He embodied love. He gave love, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's where my, my mind was at with this. So, so, you know, as Mary's waiting, love is inside of her and, um, just the reality that for us, true love has come to us to be with us, to to dwell in us. Like Jesus promises us that in the scriptures. Like, Mm. I mean, this is what Emmanuel means. Right, God, with us. Is that Hebrew, Aaron? What Emmanuel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emmanu. That's the first part of Emmanuel. Uh-huh. It means with us, and then Ale. So Emmanu Ale is God. So with uh, us, God. God with us. There's another great. I don't know if it's at, maybe it's Advent, maybe it's Christmas, but that song El Shaddai. You ever yeah, listen to that? that's yeah. a class like a '90s. Yeah, Amy Grant. Yeah, but L L. It's the yep. same word. Yep. So God Shaddai. It's like Almighty, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Powerful. I think it has to also to do. I remember this actually, and this is back in the Genesis series, but because okay. it came up a handful of times, El Shaddai is, I guess, where that's used a lot uh, in in Scripture in Genesis. But mm. it had to do also with like um, progeny, like mm. having lots of children, yeah. like you're gonna bear fruit. So. Um, when God makes promises like Abraham of being, yeah. you know, you're going to have all these kids, uh-huh. that El Shaddai would be used. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of yeah. interesting. I'll have to take a look at that. No. But, uh, okay, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. And I, every, I, I especially at Christmas, when, whenever, because it seems like when we emphasize the fact that God is Emmanuel, you know, we're saying, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Yeah. I just, the, the longer I'm a Christian and the, the more that I sit in this reality that God is with me, mm. just, I mean, it's pure, it's, it's pure good news yeah. that this God who is almighty, everlasting, mm. all powerful, mm-hmm. eternal, that he is with me, mm. with me, man. I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't, I, it sounds too simple of a thing to like it, unless you like sit and meditate on it and look around your life and go, Whoa, Holy cow. God actually is with me. Yeah. It's so easy to just brush it off and think that you're all by yourself in this world. Well, and I was just going to say, you know, you talk about it being pure gospel. I think for so many people out there, and this is, it's just a shame that this, their sense of God's presence and their, and, and God's, you know, being anywhere close to them is is one of like law of like mm. hey god's always watching yeah 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 you know like, yeah he hasn't the, taken your eyes off you yeah have you been naughty or nice this year right yeah. santa claus in the sky yeah. right 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 yeah and that's it's such a different picture than <laughs> like thinking of mary no like 
God's not just watching you. God's God's actually he's going to entrust himself yeah. in this mysterious way to your body. Yeah. Like that's how close he's going to get wrapped up with you. Right, right. And 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 also how how willing he is to just be on on our level. I know. That's going below our level. A baby? Right. Right. And but that's the story that's the this is the story of the scriptures. Right, I mean Philippians two. He humbled himself mm. uh, by by taking on human form and becoming obedient mm. uh, to death, even death on a cross. Yeah, right? it says something about what like he he had equality with God, but he didn't even grasp it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was his for the taking, and he said nope. Right. Well, and so so the, so we read from Luke chapter one. Yes. Luke out of the four gospel writers. Um, seems to emphasize in his gospel as well. It's a it's a theme that runs through Luke's gospel. This reality that that Jesus came for the lowly, mm. um, for the for the lost, mm. you know, for for the weak. Good Samaritan parable is in Luke. Yeah, right? Good Samaritan. The um, the you know the see, Jesus the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Uh-huh. I mean that's that's Luke's gospel. Mm. Um, so I mean, it, it makes sense mm. that God chose to be born of Mary. Tell me more about Mary. Why does it make sense that well, of I mean, all people, Mary? She's just a like a random young woman. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you well, know, like in, in contextually in this time and right. space, women are not. It's not like right. she's like, oh, she's going to be the CEO of. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's and it's not even her that is of uh, David's oh. line. You yeah. know, it's 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 Joseph who's of David's line. Oh. You know, so this whole like he'll be of the lineage of David that that comes from Joseph. You know, which some might want to call a technicality on that and be like, well, wait a second. Joseph wasn't the father. Therefore, how can he? You I know? called him the stepfather the other day when Did I was you? trying to explain it to a kid. Oh. Well, because how do you explain that? You know, to like if, if you're telling a five-year-old that yeah. the son of God, like this God was, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if God the father is his father. Yeah. But then, yeah, that blew me away that Joseph is actually the this Jewish yeah. descendant, this lineage. Right. Which I want to talk to you more about, too, because that's also, I think there's a lot of mystery maybe shrouded there for folks, yeah. unless you're tracking a lot with Jewish scriptures and yeah. expectations. Right, right, right. But but Mary, so Mary is lowly. Yeah, and just of humble estate, you know, and yeah. and God God comes to her and he says, you, mm. you. Mm. But again, that uh, that is the story of the the whole scriptures. All the people that God chooses, you know, <laughs> the the yeah. people that God chooses to to work through, all of our favorite, you know, biblical superheroes mm. are people that don't have it all together. You know, you got murderers, you got adulterers, you got um, <laughs> you got prostitutes, you got thieves. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you just go down the line, and yeah. and all of us are like, you know, if, if it were this day and age, we'd be like, wait a second, why are those people in the church? You know, like that would be our automatic judgment. Right. And so like when we're reading the scriptures, we better be understanding. See, yeah. <laughs> see what the grace of God does uh-huh. and who the grace of God is for. Yeah. You know, it's I, not for people who have it all together. I, I love it when uh, I've heard this said, uh, um, like when there's a certain church doing sermon series on different characters in the Bible. They'll talk, they won't, they won't just say, you know, sermon series on Joseph 
uh, you know, like Genesis, I'll say the gospel of Joseph, the good news, you know, of this Joseph story. Okay. Or the good news of, you know, do a, do a study on, oh, I don't know, who's a messed up guy, Aaron? Samson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the gospel of Samson. The gospel. But, but, but because that's the point, any of these characters to even be in the Bible, that's gospel. That, that, that blows minds. Right. Because our expectation is again the Santa thing. Right. It's look, you're getting coal if you know right. you live a life like this. You come from a background like this. Oh, your your parents did what? You did right. what? Like, right? Well, we we live in such a world that that runs on. Uh, I don't I don't a know merit the, based system. Merit based, yeah that that'd be a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, and I've really I've heard it I've heard it said. Really, there are only two religions Ooh. in the world um salvation that comes by works or therefore your merit how good you are what you do mm-hmm. or salvation by grace mm. which is i mean love falls right into here the fact that god loves us even though we are undeserving mm. of his love um the fact that he came for us while we were still dead in our sin and he died for us in our place mm. Uh, all of that reality, we don't, we don't deserve it. Um, if we got what we deserved, it would be eternal, uh, damnation, eternal separation. Mm. Um, so, Wait. so any other, any other religion, any, um, uh, any like quote unquote, like re- real religion, <laughs> faith system, <laughs> any, yeah. any faith system, it's all any, it's all merit based. Any mm. philosophy that is not Christianity mm is a merit-based system. I just just gonna, look at it. I was just going to ask, yeah, because you said there's two categories, you know, these religions, the yeah. works-based, the salvation-based. And I was like, I think Christianity's in the salvation-based one. Or, <laughs> is it the only one? Yeah. And this, like, this makes sense even, you know, there's a lot of people walking around who'd probably say, oh, I don't even have, you know, I don't have a religion. But even they have a belief system of how the world operates and almost guarantee, when you want to ask the average person, well, who who should deserve to you know, have good things yes. be rewarded. Or if people see someone in, in a poverty stricken state or someone getting diagnosed with horrible things or yeah. what's the first thing they think? Yeah. Well, they must, they, somebody, their, their mom or dad must've done something, you know, they, they deserved it. Probably had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which right. is exactly what you're saying. Works, works based, yeah. merit based. Yeah. So it's all about, um, you know, trying to justify yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I mean, if I if I mess up, I gotta make it. I gotta make amends, you know. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And it's not to say that we don't need to do those things on a human level, but that's not going to um, get you right with God. It's just it's just not right. So this is this is what true this is what true love is. So mm-hmm. in the in in the Bible um, in in the New Testament, the Greek language, um, the 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 word that's used. Uh, most often for the kind of love that God has for us is the Greek word agape. Mm. Uh, so agape love um, is, is it's always uncon- it's unconditional love. It's other focused love. It's sacrificial love. It's um, giving without expecting anything in return. Mm. That's the kind of love that God has for us. So that's that's agape love. The Greek language also has other words like phileo love is um, kind of like brotherly love, like mm. oh, I love you, Kevin. You know, like we, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Um, and then there's also eros, uh, erotic love, like passionate love. Um, 
Um, so, so there's, there's all those options, but the one that that's used to talk about the kind of love that God has for us is, um, agape. Same thing in the, in the Hebrew language, in the old Testament, uh, the word, the, the Hebrew word, uh, that, that in our English Bibles gets often translated as steadfast love. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you've seen that if you're reading your old Testament, you, a lot of times you'll see it's steadfast love. Right. Um, it's the Hebrew word chesed. Love that word. Chesed. I know you get to like clear your throat when you're saying it, right? Exactly. So chesed in the Hebrew, agape in the Greek. These words are, um, Again, uh, unconditional, other-focused, sacrificial, loving without expecting anything in return. That's the kind of love that that God has for us. The kind of love that, um, and, and I mean, we're encouraged to to agape love other people as sure. Christ agape loves us. Yeah. Um, but often, our love for other people is much more shallow um, than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was some language that came up in your sermon too, right? You talked uh, towards the end, uh, kind of just looking around the world in, in identifying that the kind of love that is exhibited is really a shallow love. And then when, when kind of the chips are down, yeah. when things get dicey in a season of 2020, yeah. when <laughs> everyone's just, you know, stressed out of their minds, yeah. we kind of see uh, the, the evidence mm-hmm. of maybe how shallow our love is or yeah. the world's love is. I know. And that, I think that's what we're experiencing. That's kind of what's being uncovered is this like, yeah. I mean, like you said, when the chips are down or when, mm-hmm. when the divisions or the, the differing opinions arise, mm-hmm. um, people that so-called love each other. And frankly, sadly it happens uh, sometimes even in the church, mm-hmm. people will say, Ooh, you think that way you believe that about the, the way the world is, I guess, I got to, I got to take a stand on on the other side of the world's issues. Therefore we can't associate with each other anymore. Right. You know, this this is several months back now, but there was a sermon you preached where you talked about like, Oh, that's, that's what you think. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna snooze you on my Facebook, you know, for three days. And then like the, the, the big one was, Oh, I'm just, we're unfriending (laughs) right here in this moment. But, but it's so true. I mean, it is a manifestation of what you're saying. Like, really petty reasons to, to, well, and, and, and sometimes maybe they're not petty. Maybe they're big philosophical, huge ideological reasons you have for not wanting to be a friend with someone, but that's a shallow love. Especially if we're, if we're talking about the kind of love that, that God has for us in Christ. Right. Um, this, this agape love, <laughs> just be real for a minute. Look in the mirror, consider your own sin. Consider the time, how, how often you neglect God's, going back to Emmanuel, how, how often mm. we neglect God's presence in our lives, how, how ungrateful we are for the, the simple gift of, of breath and water and life today. Like just how, how many times we take matters into our own hands, how we put our hope and all these other things. Like mm. just imagine that your relationship with God is like your relationship with your spouse. And if you treated your spouse like that, you know, that would be really hard to continue to love. And God still says, I love you. Mm, that's the whole, this is forgive. <laughs> like, this is what forgiveness is. Like, this is agape love, yeah. which for us as humans, I, we're so quick to go, oh, I got to hold a couple chips. Like in, I, right. I can't put it all on the table. Like I've been burned too many times. Mm. Like, like I'll, I'll agape love you. Like 
75%, but I'm going to hold on to 25 because I just, I don't want to get burnt. Like, I don't want to get hurt again, you know? That's not how Jesus loves. Well, I think, and that brings out, um, you know, part of what it means to follow Jesus, to be his disciple, um, and the reality of some of that too is, is going back to the analogy of, thinking of your spouse and if you treat your spouse that way and how difficult that would be, right? Yeah. Like your spouse would leave you probably, yeah. you know, maybe, or maybe not, but I mean, that would not be a happy marriage, right? right? But so when, when we do acknowledge these things about, you know, our lack of love to God, there is that like, there is that kind of sharp piece to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, oh, well, God loves us anyway, so we can just kind of keep, keep going along and doing what we want, right? right? So in, 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 uh, theological terms. I don't know if this is an official theological term, but if we keep going on, that's, the, uh, I think it's a Lutheran term. We call that cheap grace. Ah, uh, okay. Uh-huh. Cheap grace. So like if grace, if this, if this grace thing is true, if this unconditional agape love of Jesus is true, it ought to change us. Mm. Like it, it, it moves us from that place of going, Oh man, I don't want to take advantage of his love. Like I, I want to love in return. Like, I, I want to change my behavior. I want to acknowledge his presence, his reality. Like, mm-hmm. I want to live according to his word, like, mm-hmm. because of the great love that he loves me with. Um, too often, though, people will say, oh, he loves me. I can always get the forgiveness. I can always get the grace. And I guess I'll just keep doing what I want, and then I'll come back and beg him for forgiveness. Yeah. Like, that's that's cheap grace. Mm. That's saying, mm, I'll just... Yeah, I understand the great cost that you went for me, but uh, you're going to give it to me anyway. So, like, I'll just right. take advantage of it. And and Paul, that, Paul talks about that a he couple does, of times, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, but, you know, and it, I think it's important to emphasize, and this is what you, you keep emphasizing too, is that when we do that, all we're really doing is hurting ourselves. Mm. Because this agape love is what this deep this wide, this big, this huge, this love that God pours down upon us. And if I treat it that way, I'm, I'm not even really receiving it, hmm. right? Like I'm kind of closing myself off to most of the, of God's love. Right. Um, and, 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 and yeah, so I, I'm trying to wrap my head around, around this idea, but um, there's, you know, God's love. He, he does continually pour out. We, we want to be changed by it. It will change us. I mean, if we let if we let it have its way with us, right? We will be changed, right? And in fact, if my love for my actual spouse, you know, or for other people in my life, is kind of faltering, yeah, it's pro- it's probably because I'm not letting His love have its way with me. Yeah, for sure. And um, like theologically, scripturally, we um, we believe that God's word is both. This is a theological term, but both law and gospel. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of God's love for us is gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's word is also law. So so it shows us our sin. It corrects our sin. It 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 makes us realize like we don't want to sin anymore. Um, so we need both of these things uh, going on in yeah. our lives. So we do need to. 
I won't, I won't truly appreciate the gospel unless I truly appreciate the law. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, uh-huh. so until uh-huh. I can see, holy smokes, like I am a poor, miserable sinner that, de- that <laughs> deserves death and hell, like actually <laughs> in the judgment seat in that uh, divine courtroom being sentenced to, you know, e- eternal hell. And Jesus comes in and, and, and says, no, I'm going to take your place. Like, unless you can get yourself there, like, mentally spiritually to go holy smokes i am condemned because of my sin then it's not until you're in that place that you truly appreciate the beauty of Mm. this good news Mm. Mm -hmm. so i so so it takes a little bit of law and 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 gospel but i shared a story in uh in a sermon uh a while back but when we first moved uh here to the copper country i got pulled over five different times in like the first six months um, by the Hancock police, by the Houghton police, by the Houghton County Sheriff. And I think by twice by Michigan state patrol, some for speeding, some for rolling stop would, signs. Like have you go into detail, but I didn't, get, I didn't get a single ticket. Wow. So this is the point. I didn't get a single ticket. Um, it was like after the, you know, third or fourth time or definitely after the last time, mostly that, I finally, I finally like had this conversation with God and I was like, I get it. Like if I get pulled like if I get pulled over again, like I need a ticket, mm. you know? Yeah. And then like I got pulled over that last time and they still didn't give me a ticket. And I'm like, okay, I'll still change, you know, <laughs> like I'll still, I'll still slow down. I'll start paying attention to the lot. Like, you know, so I guess it was, it's finally at that place of like, you know, they gave me a lot of grace. Ah, uh, yeah. But at the same time I was aware of the law right so i'm aware of what could have been what even what should have been and what i got in return and therefore i go i i really want to do my best to respect the the laws you know and slow down and pay attention to the stop signs and all that sort of stuff to the best of my human ability no that makes perfect sense (laughs) yeah yeah and that's kind of like the way we hope that most situations go doesn't always yeah but uh but yeah that the law it does instruct us. It informs us like, oh, this is how it should look. Yeah. Like I should, I should stop at the stop sign. I should look both ways. Right. All that kind of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so with Jesus, I guess, like thinking back to love, this yeah. looks like, well, I mean, Jesus talks this way a lot, I think, right? Like love, love your neighbors yourself, yeah. love one another, bear with one another in yeah. love. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think the people ask, well, Jesus yeah, what should we be doing to do the works of God? And he says, well, I think there he just says, believe in me. But if you believe in him, yep. it's going to just love. That's going to proceed because yeah. he is love. Yeah. And why not? Like, sure, loving other people at the end of the day may, it's possible, well, maybe even likely, that being a follower of Jesus isn't, it's not intended to be easy. And it's very possible that you will get burned more than once. If you put yourself out there, you're, you're making, putting yourself in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. but also if you really think about it, that's probably actually an easier way to live. Mm. It's hard work to harbor hatred against other people. Like you got to work pretty hard at that, you know? Um, it's a lot easier to love them. Like Jesus loves them. I think, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just trying to learn in my life to, to follow the ways of Jesus. And I guess I'm just finding that 
the ways of the world of, of hating other people and, and judging others quickly and, and harboring all that, like that burden, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't get them anywhere. It doesn't make me feel good. Like, right. So I'd, I'd just rather take the way of the cross like Mm -hmm. Jesus and, you know, let those, let, let that burden die with Jesus and, and love like him and then trust that, you know, what he says is good for us, loving others as we've been loved by him is the best way to live. Well, and, and I think you're on to something too when you talk about it being like easier. I think that's like, that's to break down this idea of what it looks like for it to be easier to do this. Like there's probably lots of, there's all sorts of practical pieces yeah. of that. That's not going to necessarily be easier not necessarily be like our like the knee-jerk reaction yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right like right. you know dude no. cuts me off i'm like what the you know? yeah right <laughs> but but like jesus says i am the way mm-hmm. i am the truth i am actually life yeah and then this fourth way advent we're talking about him being love right and right. so yeah if we're loving others we're doing nothing other than than walking in the very footsteps of of the one who is love of the one who is life. Mm-hmm. And there is something like really life giving about loving, even when it like is hard. Yeah. You know, for sure. And there's something like really like kind of like, um, I don't know, just killing or, or, or not deadly. I'm trying to explain the, the feeling of when you're holding on to anger mm-hmm. and just uh, grudges. And when you're just bitter towards the world, like, doesn't it like make your posture even right it's kind of like dude you look like you're like kind of like dying yeah. you know like hunched over like yeah heavy brow you know like tense all the time yeah. it's not like that vibrant kind right. of life-giving posture right um and that's i guess that's what i mean when i say it's easier right so i mean jesus says you know cast your burdens on 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 me right and you'll find rest in me mm. um uh, for my yoke is is easy <laughs> right mm-hmm. and light so um i guess like that that's that's what i mean i mean it's like a it's a long view is what i'm hearing yeah in the short term it might be easier to just snap respond in right. anger right but in the long term that just eats at you right kind of kills you from the inside right and and frankly it loving is is the com- it, it is a command there's the law. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's also it's a good, command. but it's also, it's also good news because God doesn't command us to do things that are bad for us. Right. Well, it's like the command of like, so the command, the don't command run red good. lights, you know, it's like, that's good for me. Yeah. You know? Right. So, um, you know, yeah. Jesus has asked to summarize the law and he says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Boom. Simple. Do it. Simple. And so, <laughs> There you, do, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of days when Christ returns, um, we will fully experience um, what that what that true love looks like. Uh, and until that day comes, uh, like Mary, we, we wait with love because mm-hmm. true love is here. Um, Jesus is present with us but in his, in his uh, spirit um, where we're gathered together in, in unity and in his name. And therefore... Um, we just, we'd have to do it. We have to find a way, um, to love as he first loved us. So, uh, I think that's a good word, Kevin. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for bringing the good word. Oh, uh, and you as well. And also with you. No, I don't know how to say it. (laughs) And we're at the awkward goodbye. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you ever have one of those moments where you like hug somebody goodbye and then like, and then like what? 10 minutes later, like you got to go back into the house cause you forgot something. You're like, eh, do we hug again? I don't, or do we, I, you just kind of ignore that they're there. I call, I just call that a good day, Aaron. If I get day. a second chance at a goodbye, uh, nothing awkward about that, my friend. Yeah. Lean into the awkwardness, everybody. Yeah, at home. Kevin loves the physical affection. Aaron's so. learning more about me as <laughs> the weeks go by, and uh, jury's out as to what he thinks. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, before it gets weirder, Merry Christmas to all of you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We're gonna take next week off. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break from conversating, but we will be back in the new year. All mm. right, peace out, twenty twenty. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.